0: Welcome to the Close Knit Podcast, a podcast that showcases fiber artists from around the world. You're listening to episode 23, and this week I spoke to Emma Lehan of The Fleece and Wheel. Emma is a knitter and a spinner who is based in Queensland. We chat about how Emma's interest in knitting eventually led her to spinning, and how her thoughtful partner gave her a drop spindle as a Christmas present a few years ago, leading her down the path that she's on now. Last year, Emma got involved in an Etsy local market, which was a huge motivator for her to get her business up and running. We talk about how she's managed her business and why she's chosen to source locally. Emma walks me through how she's found her sources of fiber and how she's developed these relationships over time. Emma is also generously sponsoring a giveaway of three luscious skeins of her hand-spun alpaca. So head over to the blog, closenit.com.au slash podcast to enter listen on for our whole chat. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Ani of Close Knit and I'm here with Emma Lehan of The Fleece and the Wheel. Hey Emma, how are you going?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, I'm down in Hobart still and we were just having a quick little catch-up about how much we mutually love Tasmania, <laughs> but <laughs> um, you're in Brisbane, is that right? Yeah,
1: I am. It's always warm.
0: <laughs> yeah, We, my housemate and I this morning were she was like, it's going to be 17 degrees today. I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> getting, out of, getting out of summer shorts. Oh I'm gosh. so excited. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's not going to rain. It's yeah, 17 it's like, degrees.
1: Wow, it's oh. going to be like 30 soon. We're like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> but no, we deal Beautiful. with it. Have
0: you been in Brisbane for
1: your whole life? Um, No, I was born in New Zealand. So ah. I moved over here when I was six. So I really have been here my whole life. We lived lived on the Gold Coast when I was a kid and then I moved up um, just to get out of the Gold Coast, (laughs) so yeah. Yeah,
0: cool. Cool. I'm going to jump straight into it with some questions. Um, What's your fibre of choice and what sort of craft medium do you gravitate toward?
1: Fibre of choice, I would have to say now, be wool. I used to Mm -hmm. just use acrylic, which I don't anymore. (laughs) I've turned into a a bit of a fibre snob. Yeah. which is totally fine, I think. <laughs> I spend yeah. a bit extra. and Yeah, I like, I like wool. I've used a lot of different kinds so far. I tend to use the Australian breeds if I can. So there's Corridale, which I think is a Tasmanian breed. I'm not sure. And uh, yeah. Um They're very nice to use. Merino, of course, but um, I don't use it as often because it's actually really, it sticks together. <laughs> so it's quite hard to... Being, but I do sometimes so I've got some of that um alpaca of course I have heaps of alpaca to you. <laughs> yeah my um my future wife Jasmine her mum has an alpaca stud up the mountain near us so she's given me she gave me a heap of fleece for Christmas and now I have to use it <laughs> which is wonderful like it's it's everywhere I've got like hookah and suri alpaca I've even I've started dyeing it can you see that Oh yeah. <laughs> so for die. the
0: listeners, it's a uh, what wow, like a navy blue. Yeah, one? yeah.
1: Mm. But um, it's really fun to spin, but it's a lot of work because you've got to brush it and wash it and do all that. And most of the stuff I buy, I buy in roving. But, yeah. um That can get a bit expensive, but this pack I've got boxes and boxes and <laughs> boxes of it. So expect to see a lot of that soon when <laughs> semester's over and I have time to brush it all out. yeah Yeah. um so so that
0: came as the just the raw i don't know do you call alpaca fleece fleece is that the right
1: yeah we call it fleece i've heard some people call it alpaca wool from the alpaca sheep which made me laugh (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah we just call it fleece because it's it's not it's not wool i guess it's more like hair Mm. um and it it doesn't have the grease that wool does so, it's yeah. actually not that bad to wash. <laughs> you don't have to yeah. use hot water or anything, and you just got to get the dirt out because they like to roll around in the in the dust.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, she gave you a box of, was it like white alpaca? Yes,
1: yeah, so I've got white, I've got all sorts of colors. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, the white one's the one I've been dyeing, obviously. Yeah. Um,
0: and are yeah. you just, you're just dyeing the fleece? Like, can you walk me through how that works? That yeah.
1: Um, well, I started out using food dye, I can use food dye and vinegar. Yeah. And apparently, it's permanent. I haven't tested the permanence of it, but everyone says it's permanent. So <laughs> I believe that. And then I bought some, what is it? Everything's right next to me. <laughs> awesome. I think it's acid dye. It's Australian, yeah. made in Melbourne, um, landscapes dyes. It comes uh-huh. in this powder, and you mix it up in water and dissolve it and boil it on the stove. So the house oh. often smells like boiling <laughs> a pack of fleece. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> which I like, actually, but um, no one ah. else in the house likes. Well, the dogs like it. So. <laughs> dogs love it. They get away from the fleece. but um, Yeah, so you just boil it on the stove until all the the dye sucks up into the fleece, and then when you pull it out, the water's left clear, which I think yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool, and then you stick it outside to dry, and yeah, then so on and so forth. So. Yeah. Dying will be interesting. I've got a red, blue and yellow dye so I can make whatever colour in theory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> haven't gone Just that far. It's a fight. matter of
0: testing it all out, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it yeah mm. testing it all out. Yeah. I've got heaps of it to test it on, so <laughs> it's fine.
0: yeah, it's nice to have a supply source that yeah. didn't cost you an arm and <laughs> a leg as well.
1: Yeah, well, I I went up um to the start a little while ago to watch the shearing because it was shearing time. Yeah. And oh, it's like they're getting run over by a truck. <laughs> they, oh. they scream and carry on, and they're not getting hurt. It's just shush. You're going to get short. and once they're short, they prance about in the field, and they're all happy and light. <laughs> Sheep are the same, I think. Sheep are a lot easier yeah. to shear because you sort of just grab them and they do whatever you want. But alpacas don't. <laughs> you sort of you have to tie them down. It looks awful, so I didn't take any photos. I was going to, I was like, no, I better not. <laughs> so it's fun so yeah yeah Yeah.
0: um yeah so in terms of craft what would you say is the one that you gravitate towards the most?
1: knitting I love knitting um yeah I used to crochet a lot it's very quick Mm -hmm. um but then I was like I want to knit a jumper because I'm not sure about wearing crochet like I've made Mm -hmm. crochet scarves and blankets and all that sort of stuff but I tried crocheting a top once and <laughs> I didn't know anything about gauge and it just ended up like a tent so I put it away and I started knitting <laughs> it's much easier to get the size right in knitting. and You can do a lot, I feel like you can do a lot more with it. I think you can do a lot with crochet as well but I haven't really gone into that as much. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah knitting definitely. You spin though too, right? Yes, I spin, that's what my shop's for, I spin the wool. There will yeah. be some knitted things. It just, it takes me a very long time to knit anything. Oh yeah, but, I can relate to that. Uh, I've got a jumper I knit, and I was, at, I was in Tasmania actually, and we went to lunch at a winery, and three separate people told me how much they loved it and that I should sell them. like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No one would spend that much money on it. I mean, it yeah, took me like... six, six months to make it. And yeah. like the materials were like a hundred bucks. or something like stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like so, going to be a $2,000 jumper. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> like, I don't think anyone yeah. would buy it. Like, I would. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You would until I actually break down yeah. the cost of what really went into it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So when yeah. I knit things to sell, I'll knit like hats, like beanies and scarves and things because they're not as time consuming or, you know, anything like that. And I don't have to get size right. <laughs> yeah. And imagine knitting something for someone else and getting the size wrong. <laughs> Just...
0: That's my worst nightmare. Yeah. Like completely, especially with custom work. I think about like I haven't had to do any custom work that for jumpers or anything, but I'm actually I'm knitting a I'm knitting a cardigan for my sister right now, and I'm so terrified that it's going to be like way too small or yeah. way too big, and then then what? Then you <laughs> rip it all out and, and start then you again. Do it again and, <sighs>
1: I'm knitting a jumper currently for Jasmine and I've been knitting it for about a year, except like, cause every time winter comes around, like, cause it's, it's made in, um, it's really fine. It's merino and possum fur. I bought in New Zealand. I don't know about Tasmania stands on possums. <laughs> I think you can use it in Tasmania, but I'm not sure in Queensland, you can't obviously they're a protected species. So I got it from New Zealand yeah, where they are not a protected <laughs> species and it's beautiful and you can wear it in you should be able to wear it in queensland without dying of heat exhaustion (laughs) because it's insulated so i'm knitting that i've got a sleeve and the back done so i've got another sleeve a hood pockets in the front (laughs) it's been over a year i'm like oh (laughs) just a couple more things to go like you might get it in 2017 maybe 20. (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah yeah so hopefully that ends up fitting after all, it's all like if it doesn't fit you can just wear it anyway <laughs> so.
0: yeah yeah absolutely you must yeah. wear it i yeah <laughs> two years later yeah, yeah like when it's
1: myself like i've got it's easy to try on stuff yourself and if yeah. it's a little bit big then it doesn't matter cuz it's your own jumper and um like i've got one i made it's i love it but i made it too short mm. so i'm i've been avoiding it it's been sitting there for a year for me to unravel the bottom and to knit another mm chunk on. <laughs> have you tried just like very vigorously blocking it <laughs> just, like <laughs>
0: stretching the end yeah it? that's I like, thought that's about that. to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried does that actually work kind of it, like it depends a lot on the fiber yeah I have some wools that grow a lot when you block them yeah. so you're kind of able to get that extra extra mileage
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've um I have blocked it it's made it's merino wool I think yeah. But there's a lace pattern on the front, so I'm like, oh, maybe I should oh, stretch yeah. it out. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, 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 fair enough, fair enough. I'm fair just enough. always opting for the super lazy way. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I've thought about it. I'm just like, I could just wear it short. I mean, I could wear it, like it's not actually that short. For regular people, it's fine, but I like to wear things really long.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's annoying. But if I wore it with a dress, which I don't I don't actually wear dresses, so <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're like maybe maybe the only option
1: here yeah. is to unravel it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to unravel. Like, oh. It's not even that much to unravel, it's just a bit of rubbing at the <laughs> bottom. Just... Yeah, but it'll so, just sit there. I know. I do that
0: too, where I'm like, Oh, I could unravel that, but
1: Yeah. Or I could just sit there for three years. <laughs>
0: yeah, for for three years. And then one day I'll like be watching Netflix or something and all of a sudden be like, Oh, what's in my like basket of stuff that I haven't finished? And I'm like, Oh that thing <laughs> Just, yeah, have faith. Yeah, have faith in the process. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: what's your favorite part about the fiber arts, and what's one thing in particular you're excited about right now?
1: Um, well, I've only recently got into the fiber arts, mm-hmm. and I think it seems to be getting really popular, which I love because then there's other people who do it. Like I'm not just this like. I'm the only person in my family who knits or spins or crochets or mm-hmm. makes anything really, my, mm-hmm. my wife likes to make things as well, but not really with yarn, so well, she she um she cross stitches, so that, that counts. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. but um, <clears throat> yeah, everyone's just like, why do you do that? I don't know, because <laughs> I like it, and now I've discovered that lots and lots of other people like it too. So it's, yeah, it's like this, um, you know, like this online community of people everywhere, all over the world, that knit, crochet, weave or spin or mm-hmm. anything. And it's, yeah, it's getting, it's really good because I don't really, I don't really leave the house for much. <laughs> um, like I'm not really one of those, I don't really go to um, knitting groups or anything like that. I should, I haven't yet, but I might, um, Yeah. but that the community is so huge online that it doesn't really matter and you can sort of connect with people and get ideas and yeah so there's there's a lot going on i think and yeah it takes yeah just one person's like that's really inspiring so i'll go and try something else and yeah (laughs) so yeah probably inspiration in the actual popularity of it is is going good places i think
0: yeah cool um so you mentioned that you kind of only just recently found Fiber arts as a thing can you walk me through kind of how you got your start with whether that was with knitting or spinning or just kind of yeah the whole bit
1: um it probably started when I was little and mm-hmm. my grandma my grandma and mum taught me and my sister how to cast on yeah and knit like do the knit stitch and I was like okay so they never taught me to cast off <laughs> <So> <laughs> it just ended up like this long blob of lumpy thread I mean we were like 10 so. <laughs> Yeah, and then I sort of put it away and that was it, I mean, nothing really caught my interest as a kid very long and, you know I'd read a lot and then I'd started painting and then started drawing and then I gave that, well I didn't give it up, I just it sort of stopped, I think with art you sort of get in and out of things mm. um, and then in high school one of my friends her mum wanted her to learn to crochet for some reason and she wasn't interested so <laughs> So she gave me all her hooks and yarn and everything. And I taught myself how to do that. Um, So that started it. I made a blanket, sort of. It it took me six years to (laughs) make this blanket. (laughs) i still got it. The cats sleep on it. Um, But yeah, after that, it just, the creativity died. And then when I met Jasmine, it sort of came back. So I learned how to knit again. I learned how to crochet properly. (laughs) And yeah, she she got me a... um, a drop spindle of christmas because i was like yeah i'd like to one day try how to spin yarn and she's like all right so this appeared in under the christmas tree <laughs> Aww, and that's it it started and now i spin all the time <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like my thumbs are oh it's not so bad it the thumbs hurt more carding because the brushes dig into my hands but mm. um yeah i'm going to have to like i've got i've got arthritis in my toes which doesn't matter if it's spinning, obviously, but I think it's going to start coming in my knuckles fairly soon, so I'm going to have to watch oh, it. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, yeah, spinning seems to have stuck a lot. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found I found a um an Ashford traditional spinning wheel on Gumtree. Gumtree is excellent. If you just type in anything, someone is selling something somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I got it really cheap and started that I haven't really used my drop spindle for ages but it's much quicker on a wheel so yeah
0: <laughs>
1: doing that so yeah
0: and you so find yeah. that the arthritis in your toes isn't affected by
1: no uh, um the wheel no it's just um shoes mostly so I don't usually wear shoes yeah. but yeah the pedal um pedal treadle whatever it's called Trudles, yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't really bother it at all it's yeah which is good
0: that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's, like, my actual worst nightmare. Getting arthritis. <laughs> like, yeah, getting something that means I can't knit or Yeah, I was, or, I was thinking, you know,
1: I was like, crap, what am I going to do if I get it in my hands? i like, prevention first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess there's always other crafts, but, like, if you really love something, you don't want to have to give it up. And, yeah. like, I've seen little lot ladies knitting and their hands are all, you know, curled up. I'm like, oh, I've heard so much. But
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you can knit in different ways. Like, I should try and learn the continental method do you knit like that
0: i knit english and i i've tried (laughs) continental a few times but every time it's like brushing your teeth with your left hand i've
1: tried a few (laughs) times and i'm just like I just doesn't work and my hands go all floppy and like yeah it's not working
0: <laughs> yeah it's like because i know i can do it with this other hand So yeah. i just go straight back to it yeah i've been trying to do some things with my left hand lately because i'm right-handed yeah and it's just i just feel so terrible at it i was like trying to throw a frisbee with my left hand and i was like i'm terrible i don't want to be terrible <laughs> I, tried,
1: I tried to crochet with my left hand once <laughs> yeah it didn't work so i i think i can continent me it but very slowly so i'm like one stitch and then i have to make sure the yarn's still on the right side <laughs> so yeah. i can't start knitting that way halfway through a project because the gauge changes
0: yeah and the, knit exactly. t-
1: the the stitches turn around yeah for me i don't know if i'm doing something wrong but the stitches are backwards and i'm like oh i don't know uh, so
0: yeah so yeah
1: the english method is the way i do it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. me too and then i kind of just stop and like do and hand stretches every yeah, so often. is and <laughs> I've like started massaging my um the space between my thumb and my forefinger. Yeah, that's always good <laughs> that was just <laughs> tight for me. So with the drop spindle, was that last Christmas? So you've been doing it for ten ish months?
1: Um yeah, it was last Christmas. So yeah. I think it was last Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, must have been. <laughs> I look yeah, it up it and cool. I'm like, how long have we been doing this for? And but like, yeah, not that long. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah I really sucked in the beginning. I really, really sucked. <laughs> it would like just fall apart and twist stuff like, what am i doing wrong and um youtube is great um, yeah just google or youtube how to do this and there'll be someone with a video on how to do exactly what you want to know how to do so yeah yeah it's really handy
0: and did you just you just YouTube things did you ever go to anyone to
1: learn? no i thought about there's a <clears throat> there's a queensland spinners guild yeah And i thought about going to them and learning I just couldn't make myself do it (laughs) they're only in the city like it's not that far one day I'll go to one of their meetings but yeah YouTube I sort of I just kept looking through videos until I found something that made sense like like a lot of people will make a video and they're zooming through everything i was like I have no idea what you just did so go to the next video and find someone who actually does it slowly and so yeah that was really helpful yeah yeah
0: if the uh Brisbane if the Queensland Spinners Guild is anything like the Hobart one i would highly recommend going it's the actual best thing ever
1: yeah i <laughs> they have meetings every every week or every month i think and mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people go so i'm like oh.
0: <laughs> it's awesome yeah. like it's just such a special space the one in Hobart is in a just a cathedral in oh, yeah. battery point and it's every thursday for like a lot, a long time, from like nine a.m. until one p.m. Oh, okay. And everyone's there, and they're all catching up, and it just feels like this. It feels like to me really important for someone who's aging, in particular, yeah, to have that space to like get out. The reason to get out of their house, yeah, and, and then you go, go and see people, meet and actual like, people, yeah, yeah, and they've got like a show and tell every week, so then you like get a chance to show other people who know. Like, who can understand that that took you so long or that was a oh, no. really hard method? And I think it's just really gratifying. Like, it's such a nice yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: people who appreciate, um yeah, the work that goes into something. Yeah. I think, like, yeah. I'll just be talking to people and they will be like, oh, can you nick me a jump? I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But, we're yeah. friends, but we're not that We're close. not that close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. so do
0: you and your partner make things for each other is that yeah. a thing you do yeah we do <laughs> adorable yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool
1: my favorite thing she's made for me is um I, i'm a huge fan of doctor who um and she she cross-stitched me a little um 11th doctor and riversong embroidery i love it it's hanging oh up oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: can we get a picture of that for the show notes <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll pop you a
1: picture of it oh
0: Amazing. it's so
1: cute i love it but so, yeah oh, really? she'll she'll make stuff like that, and yeah, so it's all a very um, it's good being with someone creative as well because even though she doesn't um I don't know encouragement is sort of it's not something that you consciously do for someone, it's just something yeah. that happens, and it happens on like that's excellent, so you know she'll. She'll laugh, and I'll be like, "I've got to buy a blending board," and she'll be like, "All right, just wait until next week when we paid." <laughs> so, so it's okay. Like, whereas I think oh, I don't know. Like it's it's hard if you're with someone who's not creative, or you have no creative friends, then it's difficult to sort of get into it and like there's no one to show it off to and I mean another reason why the internet's fantabulous because
0: like, yeah exactly like exactly. Instagram
1: you put something up and people like it was like wow <laughs> but yeah so it's it's good to be with someone who's really creative
0: who gets that you need to buy the blending board before you need to feed yourself <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's a bit like that <laughs> But like the dogs can go without food. Never. They never go yeah.
0: without food. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe just ramen <laughs> yeah. instead for a little while.
1: I'm like, I'm happy to live on noodles and she's like, I'm not. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh,
0: I love it. Um so when did like fleece in the wheel as an entity become a thing?
1: Um actually only a few months ago. I was I was in Tasmania. <laughs> 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 uh, it's my lifetime dream to move down there. I just I just love it so much. But um, oh, and the wildlife there—perfect wombats, wombats.
0: <laughs> See your wildlife science background. So it's all, it's all coming together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I was sitting in—I was in this little cabin at Devil's Out Cradle, looking after this baby wombat, <laughs> which was amazing oh my. itself. And um, our friend Jules from Scotty and Jam—they make jewelry. Uh-huh. Um, advertised an Etsy Made local market. For brisbane which is in november yeah like i wonder if i'll have enough stuff to sell <laughs> and i messaged jasmine i was like do i have enough stuff she's like you'll have enough stuff <laughs> like i've got yarn coming out of my ears like i've got this room full of it I'm like i'm gonna have to sell it so i sort of i'm going about a shop name and did that so now i've got a market store so i'm gonna have to make something for it <laughs> so i think it's going to be a bit bigger than i think so Mm. yeah that's how the fleece and wheel started like I had I had an Etsy shop before that where I sold baby blankets and like little hats and things which was doing okay like I sold I'd sell something once every six months which I thought was okay <laughs> yeah 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 um but it did take a very long time to make the blankets and it sort of wasn't financially viable so at least with spinning yarn it's quick yeah. and sort of it's like instant gratification for me and people can buy it too Make something their own of them mm. for themselves, and yeah, so mm. that'll be exciting when people. I hope people will tag me in what they make with my stuff, so I can I can yeah, see it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so yeah, I'm excited about that. So this market sort of started it all because <laughs> so like I yeah. want to do that, and when I have a goal date or like a deadline, I can do stuff. But if there's no deadline, mm. then three years later I'll be like do that <laughs> and I procrastinate a lot So mm. yeah so uni I procrastinate I even procrastinate with fun stuff like knitting <laughs> like I've had this little dress I've been making for ages for my cousin cousin's one year old and um I've been up to the, the sewing it together part for a good couple of weeks now I'm just like I really need to sew that together <laughs> and I finally did it so yeah, so it's nearly done. But yeah, procrastination is a big thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Oh, I just lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was right there with something, but then I. Oh, can you walk me through your um your sourcing? And I, 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 as far as I know, it's like mostly sourcing Australian is really important to you. Can you walk me through that?
1: Yeah, I just thought like um. You can get. Wool and stuff, really cheap from overseas. Mm. But I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how the animals are treated. I don't know anything about it or what it's treated with or, you know. Yeah. So I decided, well, local products are good. I consider the entirety of Australia local, though, because everything's so far apart. Like, West yeah. Australia might be further away than New Zealand, but still Australian, so... I sort of um, judge it by that. So everything I buy will be from Australia or New Zealand, Mm. Um, mostly Australia. I've got a heap of New Zealand stuff that I will be going through at some point. (laughs) Just looking at it, it's just this pile of it. But um, yeah, I think it's really important to buy local, buy support the local farmers and the local businesses. Like you know that saying, everyone needs a farmer. We all need a farmer whether we eat cows or <laughs> whether we buy wool or like we all need farmers and there's no point in buying overseas when we know Australian farmers need help so mm. buying local yeah is really important most of my stuff at the moment's actually come from Tasmania <laughs> oh, okay. because I guess a lot of sheep are down there Tasmania and Victoria are where the major sheep um, farms are there's not many in Queensland obviously the poor thing to be too hot <laughs> yeah yeah but like my alpaca stuff all comes from um Jazza's mum obviously she's up about half an hour away from us so it's yeah it's good I think to buy like and when I buy food and stuff I try to buy local Australian stuff so I may as well continue that trend in in my shop as well. So <clears throat>
0: yeah. How did you make the connections with the suppliers that you've gotten your fleeces from?
1: Um one of them like I've got a heap of Corradale roving that I've been spinning. Um, mm. While I was in Tasmania, I was like, there's sheep in Tasmania. So I Googled where <laughs> to buy it from and it just happened to be nearby. So when Jazz came down for the weekend, we went for a drive and we went to this lady's place and I don't think she actually sells it anymore. She's, um, you know, honestly, I can't even remember the shop name. <laughs> it, was yeah. in bet- it was in between. Um Cradle Mountain and Sheffield so somewhere in between there and she used to run an alpaca ranch and then stopped that and was just selling off the rest of her stuff okay so I went in there with my credit card and bought as much as I could (laughs) she hand dyed it all so it's all um, hand dyed and processed her she said her her sheep fleece, all of it was Australian. Not all of it was Tasmanian, but she she'd try to get Australian stuff as well. So I thought that was that was good. Um, for merino wool, I go for White Gum wool. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're near Hobart. <laughs> I really should just move to Tasmania.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, her stuff is amazing, and she doesn't, as far as I know, she doesn't mules her sheep. No. Um, yeah. So that's important to me as well for animal ethics. I think it's a hard um, issue actually mulesing because flies are bad. If you've ever seen a sheep with fly strike, mm. it's, not, it's not nice, so um, they have got to find another way to prevent the fly strike than mulesing and she seems to have found something unless there's just no flies in, in Tasmania. <laughs>
0: No, I think she's incredibly aware of yeah. um, their nutritional needs.
1: Yeah, and she just, I mean, she knows them all by name. Like, I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> she's like, yeah, this is Mary or something. And I'm like, wow. It's the best. Yeah. And, like, yeah. same with the alpacas, like, Jaz's mum. They're all her pets. And we know all their names. So all of my alpaca fleece and boxes, I've got Carlos and I've got Bianca. And I've got... <laughs> Cute. Um, yeah, all the other ones by name, so... Yeah, that's really good. What's the other one I buy? Oh, there's a, a sheep place in, in, I can't pronounce the name, but I think the farm they call it Tandy in mm-hmm. Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use them as good well. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is it called? Tarn worn curled or something, I don't know, I have no idea. Yeah, I can't possibly, <laughs> yeah. I just say
0: Tandy it's yeah. and even that I'm like, Tandy yeah. because I'm unfortunately very American. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not unfortunate. Yeah, amazing. I know, yeah. I was
1: looking at it online and was like, wow. And I think I first used Polar um, when I bought some dyed roving from someone who makes it in Brisbane. I was like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. So I Googled it, of course, and I was like, there's a whole yeah. farm that makes solar, So Yeah. Yeah, so I well, like I know to the
0: birthplace of the breed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Incredible, yeah.
1: <laughs> Never thought I'd be so interested in sheep, but here you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I kind of feel the same way. I've never had a particular interest in breeds of things. No. But now that, like, I you know, I never have been like, oh, what's the mixture, like, what breed is your dog, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, oh, what breed is your sheep? <laughs> <laughs> is that a cross?
1: My dad had sheep in New Zealand when we lived there. And, I mean, he'd have, like, four or five sheep. I, I'm pretty sure he just had them to eat the grass. <laughs> they had a half acre, so they used them for, and I have no idea what kind of sheep they were. Um, he sold the wool, and he, he used them for meat, I think. But um, in New Zealand, they have this thing called Calf Club where all the school, well, they do it in the country. I don't know if they do in the, in the town. And the kids get to raise a lamb or a calf or a duckling or something from birth. So they used to do that with the lambs. Like they'd have, you know, we'd bottle feed them and all that sort of fun stuff. So Aww. Yeah, they're very cute. They're one day I'll have land and I'll be able to put alpacas and sheep and Wombats. <laughs> Being wombats. There. I I love them. So cute. Yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, What would be sort of your biggest bit of advice for someone who's just starting out
1: with fiber art? Um, Just have a go. I think, because I think a lot of people think, oh, I can't possibly do that. And that's wrong. Of course you can. You just have to try. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm like... I'm gonna make a jumper, so I learned how to make a jumper, and then I never, I never used to know that circular knitting was a thing. So I'm gonna try this, so I, I tried circular knitting. It took a bit, but I got there. And lace knitting or cables or fair or something like all you have to do is just start, and if you stuff it up, rip it out, yeah, and start again, or don't yeah. start again, try something else, yeah. So yeah, if you just start, then. And don't get discouraged because that's also very easy to do is to get discouraged. Mm. Um, Like when I first started spinning on the the wheel, oh, it was terrible. (laughs) The fleece would just jump out of my hands and spit everywhere and end up in these little curls. And I I had this pile of bits (laughs) of roving that just didn't work and I could not figure it out. And then it clicked and I could do it. So also I had to adjust something on the wheel, but... (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, yeah. So you just got to keep trying at stuff and eventually you'll get it or you can try something else or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm, awesome. And then I also really like asking people who they're following that we should be following in the fiber arts world.
1: I follow about a million people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lay them on us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I picked a few.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um,
1: I'll go with the first one. There's a lady in Canada who runs a shop called Tannis Fiber Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all hand dyed um, Canadian stuff, and it's beautiful. <laughs> she is the one I blame for turning me into a yarn snob. Um, <laughs> I can't remember how I found it, um, but I found it, and I bought a. She has kits on her website, so you can buy a. I bought a mitten kit with this yeah. wool, and I was like, this is amazing. It was just beautiful, so I've bought multiple <laughs> yarns from her. So I definitely blame her for turning me into a yarn snob. The colorways are amazing. She does it all by hand. Her and her husband um, run the business from home, yeah. which is like the dream <laughs> like, to be able to work from home and um, do that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah they're really good. Um, someone else who also works from home, Boho Chic Fiber Co. It's an American lady, hand spun, hand-dyed stuff. Yeah. Um, she also designs knitwear. That like she's got a jumper that she recently released that I'm going to make eventually <laughs> when I have time. And um, she's she's got a blog on there and she mentioned the other week something that never occurred to me is um you got to knit for your style. Like if you knit something that isn't your style, you're never going to wear it. It's just going to sit covered. in. so that really sort of hit home. Like everything I've knitted thankfully so far is something I would wear. So I will have to consciously. Decide on on that too. Yeah. Um, I think when I was going through your other podcast, someone's already recommended this one, Aurelian Townsend. Mm Mhm. Um. Weaving, amazing weaving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is beautiful. Like I just look through it all. I wish I could do that. And I'm like, I can't do that. I'll just have to find a loom somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the next thing I try is weaving stuff. Oh, stuff is so nice. Mm. So, yeah, everyone should definitely follow her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A couple of Australian people, I'd recommend the unusual pair. She makes looms, and that's where I got the drop spindle from. Oh, cool. So um, I learned to spin on her drop spindles, which was good. uh, It's not a video for the (laughs) listeners anyway. So um, it was handy because it was – the whole part was – cut out a bit like a flower so there was always a place to stick the yarn so it didn't slide around so I thought that was really
0: <laughs> good. Yeah I noticed that about her design that seems really clever actually yeah.
1: I was looking at her website earlier and everything is for beginners to learn on so like that's excellent so yeah, yeah she's one to follow and a local one to me people in Co-Fibers she um, hand dyed yarn hand dyed roving she yeah. introduced me Unintentionally, to white gum wool because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy this. So I bought one of her beautifully dyed white gum wool rovings, and mm-hmm. it was very nice. <laughs> I've yeah, still got yeah. it in my pile to get something out of, so yeah. So that those people are probably the main ones I follow at the moment. I yeah. follow everyone I see pretty much because I like to go on Instagram and search a hashtag like hand yarn, and just the inspiration on there is. Great. So I'll end up following people through that. So Yeah. Yeah. If you have a stock for inspiration, type in a hashtag and see what happens. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. incredible.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah. There's so many people in the world and there's so many to follow. Yeah. It's just such a
1: fit everywhere. Yeah. And Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so. Awesome. Well I'll have links to all those guys in the show notes for the show. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that you Wanted to chat
1: about? Um, Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah,
0: awesome. Thank you for chatting. No
1: worries.
0: You've just listened to episode 23 of the Close Knit Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please share us with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can reach more people in the fiber arts community. Thanks so much for tuning in. Till next time.